Mom, Dad, I humbly suggest you save some money and shop Amazon for back to school. It's for my growth, meaning my body's growing at an alarming rate. And clothes you buy me this year will be very small very soon. Plus, the clothes I love today will be out of style tomorrow. But at least your wallet doesn't have to be my fashion victim if you shop low prices for school at Amazon. Hopefully this is helpful. Amazon. Spend less, small more. Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. This week, we're jumping back into JT's eight W's, and we're going to focus, I won't spoil too much, but we're going to focus on the one that's really going to get you the biggest results uh, for the year. So like JT says in our time together, it's not necessarily about the goals that you set, but it's about the execution on them. In today's economy, more people than ever are looking to buy and sell businesses. But how do you do it? Welcome to The Deal Board, presented by Transworld Business Advisors. Straight talk about real deals and real people. Listen to stories, interviews, and expert advice to help your business sale, merger, or acquisition process. Now, here are your business exit experts, Andy and Jessica. Hey, welcome back, everybody, and happy 2023. We are so excited to kick off the year, right, Jessica? So excited. Always exciting to start a new year, but... You know, there's just so many things um, to be grateful for and excited, both in our industry and just in business in general this year. Yeah, nothing happened to you personally last year, right? So, oh, yeah. No, you know, just, you know, raising a one-year-old. Well, it's a little over it. Yeah, it was a little yeah. over a year. That's right. Yeah. So you had your first year birthday with your with your child, and we had an incredible year at Transworld. It was a record year uh, right across the board. I mean, the most amount of businesses sold throughout the system, certainly the most of uh, biggest volume of businesses sold. We're trying to calculate. I think we're going to be at a billion and a half, but we are going to do a stat show once we download all that and come out with all the statistics comparatively to 2022. There is a little trepidation in going to into 2023, though. Yeah, just a little bit. And we'll talk about that on our update show. We also talked a little bit about it on our Q3 update. If you hadn't listened to that, go back a few episodes and if you don't haven't caught our market updates, we do them every quarter about a month after the close of the quarter. And we just share with you what's going on in the industry. And it's kind of interesting because you can take a little bit of what's going on in the business brokerage and business for sales statistics and learn it to apply it to your own business, your own industry, and see how it's affecting you. I think we're going to have a really good year. It might be interesting. Uh, but I think for the most part, what, what we're going to see is a continuation of last uh, last year. People still having money uh, and businesses still having money and people needing to sell and wanting to sell. The only difference uh, is going to be that kind of black cloud of in interest rates kind of going up. And we've talked a lot about, about how that would affect things, but still, I we haven't seen it slow down yet. No, we haven't seen it slow down. And I think we're we're in for a really great year uh, for business in general, everyone's adjusting to interest rates. But hey, you know what, Andy? Let's not make too many predictions because the last time we made a prediction, I don't know who was listening um, to us in 2020, but we predicted that Zoom was going to dominate the industry. 
Um, and we didn't realize that a global pandemic would cause that reaction. But we, I mean, we were right. Let's just not predict anything else. So, yeah, I mean, the predictions, uh, some of the predictions like uh, the labor issue would kind of calm down and it has somewhat and the supply chain issues would, would uh, dissipate. But I think we were expecting it to happen a lot faster than it did. Again, business has been really, really good. But what hasn't changed over the last three years is us bringing you Jim Tatum, JT, uh, to talk about goal setting. Yeah, JT has joined us for our first episode of the year for the last three years, and this year's no different. JT is really the king of goal setting, or how he calls it, goal getting. And I think it's a really just... It's a great way to kick off the year um, when you're thinking about your personal goals for the year, your business goals, and how are you going to tackle that and balance a growing business. And if you haven't listened to this episode and JT in the past, we're going to link to the two previous years, so 2021 and 2022 in our show notes. And this year is really just meant to be a layer on top of those two shows. Yeah, he doesn't repeat himself too often. I mean, JT <laughs> has incredible amount of content. He is a winner in all sense of the word. He's done a great job with his trans world. He used to be, just to re refresh everybody's memory, he was president of Sinorama for many years. Uh, he took that brand to where they are today, along with, of course, his team at United Franchise Group. Uh, and JT uh, moved to South Carolina and decided to join Trans World and do the same with us. And he is such a beloved part of Trans World. Uh, he is an organizer. He is a motivator. He is a taskmaster. And really, he'll he'll just supercharge you. So it's a great way to start the year. Yeah. So this week, we're jumping back into JT's eight W's. And we're going to focus, I won't spoil too much, but we're going to focus on the one that's really going to get you the biggest results uh, for the year. So like JT says in our time together, it's not necessarily about the goals that you set, but it's about the execution on them. So that's a little teaser for our, our segment today with JT. Take some notes, jump back and review those two last episodes too from the last two years. And between the three, I think you'll have a really good momentum and plan to kickstart your year. Yeah, it's a great episode. So let's jump right in. Hey, Jessica, you know what time it is? Money time? Almost. It's time for Listing of the Week. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It is Listing of the Week, and we have Chip Redman here from Trans World Business Advisors of Central Florida. And Chip, you have a nice deal that just got a price drop. Yeah, it's a uh, national burger franchise in a local mall that's going through some amazing improvements. Um, we went from 150000 $150, down to 75000 uh, the place is gorgeous. What the mall's going through is amazing. Uh, yeah, we're at seventy-five thousand for our national franchise. Wow, that sounds like a really good deal. If someone wants to get in touch with you and learn more, what's the best way to do that? Contact me at Transworld. You can use my email, which is chrisredmond at tworld.com or three two one two nine nine six eight six seven. Come get it. Florida's growing. It's a great deal. Come get it. It's run by a manager and employees. And jump in now. There you go. Well, welcome back, everybody. Happy 2023. It's so great to start a new year. And we're really excited because this is now the third year in a row where uh, we have our resident strategic planner, big picture thinker, really leader guide us through what 2023 
holds for us and all of our businesses. Welcome back, JT Tatum. Hey, thanks, Jess. Thanks, Andy. Great to have you guys and be on the team and and uh, really excited about 2023. Like you said, Jess, it's uh, going to be bigger and better than every year before it, I'm sure. Yeah, we're always ready to have some goals. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? Going out there and getting ready for the year and knowing where you want to go. That's right. That's right. Well, that's that's a big I think that's a big key of it, Andy, is that, you know, they as they used to say, any if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. Right. But if you know where you're going, then you you can set yourself on that specific journey and you can reach that destination. So and as you as you said, Jess, this is our third year. So for folks who've listened to the podcast or maybe they're first timers, they could get in the show notes, maybe links to the previous uh, shows, episodes that we did on goal getting so that they'll kind of have some context here. But in the past couple of years, we've really focused mostly on the eight W's of goal getting, which we'll talk about in just a second. And then uh, we also talked last year more specifically about your why, like, why are you doing it? What's your motivation? Simon Sinek says, begin, you know, start with why. Uh, but this year, I think if if uh, if we get granular, a little, little bit more granular, maybe as a buyer, as a seller, you know, as you've got your, hey, my in- intention this year is I want to sell my business or my intention this intention this year is I want to become a new business owner, um, which are both both equally important. Uh, going through the eight steps is really is really um, essential for you to do it. But we want to concentrate this year on one specific step. And that's kind of like that game planning piece that we were just talking about. So just quick review. We talked about the eight W's of goal getting. And this is true for you in any part of your personal life, any part of your business life. Certainly, if you want to sell a business or buy a business, thinking through these uh, kind of as a as a systematic way to get where from where you are to where you want to be. So the first one would be the first W was, of course, write. So write down what it is that you want to accomplish. You guys have probably heard a million times before dreams were goals that were never written down. And there's a lot of power in taking the time to write out what the things are that you want to achieve, what those goals are going to look like. Number two is going to be deciding why you want to do it. So if you can say in one sentence or less, why you want to be able to accomplish something. If you can come up with a good why, that'll help you have staying power when the times get tough. Because let's face it, when you're going after anything worthwhile, it's usually going to be some bumps in the road, which takes us to number three, which is where, where are the obstacles going to be? Where are the, where are the road bumps going to be? Things that are going to get in my way or slow me down. Start thinking about those before you hit them so that you can kind of have a, a plan B or a contingency on how to deal with those rough spots when they do come. And then number four is what, what are the things I'm going to have to learn? Maybe uh, education I need to get, a class I need to take, something I need to read, something that I don't know already in order to achieve the goal. What am I going to have to learn to be able to get there? Number five takes us to the who. Who can help me get to that goal? And uh, we're going to come back to that in just a second as we go through our, our episode today. And then we're going to go to number six. Number six is really the, the topic of the day for us. And number six is the way. What's the way? How are we going to get what we want to get done, done. So what's the game plan really is probably the best way to put it. So once you've kind of settled on a specific goal, it's really important then and helpful to be able to break down the actionable items that it's going to take to accomplish the goal. So Andy, let's say, for example, you're a guitarist, right? And you haven't always been a guitarist. So at some point you decided, I want to learn how to play the guitar, whether you were classically trained or you trained yourself, but you had to take certain steps. Like step number one was probably get a guitar, right? 
Right. Okay. Number two, did you take a class? Did you get, were you formally trained or did you learn by yourself? How'd you do it? No, I got lessons. Okay. You got lessons. So that would be a, that would be another specific step. And that step would have been involved a who. So that was the person who was going to be my teacher. Okay. And then you probably had to learn scales and you had learned fingering techniques, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not a guitarist, but I'm just guessing at some of those things. Okay. And so you had a specific, I got to learn a certain number of chords or how to play a certain number of notes or whatever the case might be. So there was this natural progression of steps that had to take for you to go from I'm not a guitarist. I'm an air guitarist, wannabe. And now I am a very accomplished musician like I know that you are. So that's really what we're talking about here. And uh, when when someone sets a goal for themselves, again, as a business owner, maybe you're, hey, it's time for me to sell my business. Okay, well, what are all the steps that you're going to have to take to get there? And, you know, if you're like most people who've run businesses before, Jessica, have you ever had a business owner say to you, I've never really thought about what I need to do to sell my business. I've spent all my time building my business. Now it's time for me to sell. What do I do? Is that a common yeah. conversation you've had? Common conversation. Probably the number one question we get, right? Is like, I don't know how, how do I do this? How do I sell a business? Yeah. And, and then when they finally meet you, they actually say something like, I never knew people like you existed. Okay. Because right. yep. business brokers are not like this well-known entities. So uh, most people spent all this time, they're building a business, they're growing the business. And then all of a sudden that time comes when it's time for me to think about selling it. And they go, oh, what do I do now? So they're going to need to know, they're going to need to learn a lot of what's, things that they don't know already. And they're definitely going to need some who's, which is where we come in. Okay. And as a, as a seller of a business, I know you've got a program that you work with called Exit Factor that really helps those business sellers that say, I want to sell it. I don't know what it's worth. So there's a valuation part first, right? And then when they get that valuation result, they may say, well, I was hoping I could get a little bit more than that. And so you might say, okay, well, let's 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 introduce you to the exit factor process and program, which helps them take the value of the business and actually do some things to grow it so they can sell it for more down the road. Right. Maybe they're more than it's worth now or more closely to what they wanted for. Is that about right for exit factor? That is a great summary, JT. You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> and so when you take them through the exit factor program, though, there's a process. There's a systematic way of doing things to go from where they are to where they want to be. That's what we're talking about here, really. In goal getting, it's not just enough to say, I want to sell my business. It's not just enough to say, I want to buy a business. If you want to go from being a goal getter, you want to become a goal getter. That's the title we're after. We're not looking to be a goal setter. If you want to go from goal setter to goal getter, you need a system. Okay. You're going to need a, 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 a systematic way about uh, going about going uh, to achieve the, the, the outcome. So when you talk about the way piece, what we're really talking about here for most people, it's pretty easy. You'd say, get a yellow pad of paper, uh, a lined pad, and just brain dump. Okay. Brainstorm all of the things that you're going to have to do in order to make that goal a reality. I have to buy a guitar. I got to take lessons. I got to learn scales. I got to work on fingering techniques, et cetera, et cetera. That would be another example. So, and what's interesting is number one, few people actually go through the process of this eight W's of goal getting, like we've talked about in the past. And even fewer people have a systematic way. Once they set a goal, they have an intention. They don't necessarily have execution. And there's a big difference between intending to do something and actually getting that thing done. So for example, you know, I can want to be uh, thinner all my life. I can, I could desire to lose weight, but the intention's not going to do it if I don't 
stop change or if I don't change my my diet habits. Uh, the intention's not going to do it unless I go out and do some of the exercise. You know, uh, it's it's always interesting this time of year because you know that's probably at the top top three to five things people are are making New Year's resolutions for is I want to change my physical appearance. Okay, I want to lose weight. I want to get more fit. I want to be healthier. I want to stick around for a longer time. Whatever the case may be, but. How many people after like the first 30 to 60 days, we go right back to the things that we were doing before. So the reality is how committed were we really to the goal or how specific was our actionable steps? What was the game plan look like that, the, of what we were going to follow? I heard a long time ago, someone said to me, and I think it's, it's, it's been repeated before, one minute of planning saves 10 minutes of execution. One minute planning saves 10 minutes of execution. So what does that mean? Let's say, for example, Andy decides, I'm going to put up, Allison, his wife says, Andy, I want you to put I want you to put shelves in this closet. Redo this closet for me. And he says, okay, no problem. I can do that. So he opens the closet door. He looks around, takes all the clothes out. And he goes, I'm going to put a couple shelves over there. I'm going to have to paint the wall. All right, I think I'm ready to go. And off to Home Depot, he races. And he comes back and he's got some, you know, shelving and he's got a couple of brackets. And then he starts drilling into the wall and he realizes he lives in Florida. So he's got concrete block walls instead of two by fours. And oops, I can't get the anchors into the wall now. Darn it. I got to go back to Home Depot. And he goes back to Home Depot and he gets the, the proper anchors. He comes back and he sticks the shelves in the wall. And after he finishes the shelves, he puts them up and Allison says, oh, by the way, I want them to be the same color as the wall. Huh. Okay. Well, I got to go back and get paint. So he takes another drive over to Home Depot and he gets the paint. He comes back and he paints everything together. He paints them all up, puts them up on inside the shelf. And then she says, oh, and by the way, I'd like you to have some of those where there's some drawers so we could put your socks in the T-shirts that you work out. And we want to we want to hide those, put those away. Oh, geez. Now you got to go back to Home Depot again. However, if Allison and Andy had come together in the very beginning and decided, okay, Allison, what do you want in the closet? Well, I want three sets of shelves to be the same color as the wall. And Andy went and he tapped on the wall to see where the studs were. Hey, this isn't even, this is concrete. I got to, he would save those three trips. He would make one trip because he'd have a list because he planned and he saved on the execution. And that's what we're talking about here in goal getting. You need to have that game plan written down. That's when we say number six W is the way. We're saying what is what are the specific steps you're going to take to do it. So I would suggest first you get your you get your sheet out and you put at the top of that sheet. Here's that goal. And now you may have multiple goals going into the new year. Again, I want to sell my business. I want to buy my business. I want to read ten books. I want to go to Spain or whatever the case might be. You have a goal and then you start making the list the brainstorming list of all of the items or tasks that are going to have to get accomplished for that to take place. When you put them on the list, you're just brainstorming. You're just dumping, getting them out. Doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be in the right order. In fact, once you get them all on the list and you keep asking yourself, is there anything else I'd have to do? Is there anything else I'd have to do? I got the whole list. Now we have to go back and figure out which thing has to be done in which order in order to be able to get the task accomplished, because some of them are going to be dependent on others, right? Andy, if you went out and bought a guitar um, and then you just started playing without finding a, an instructor first, how think how successful do you think you would have been? I wouldn't have been very successful. Eventually. And you get discouraged. And you yeah, get discouraged. You discouraged. Like, I can't do this. It doesn't sound right. I can't press the right, whatever the case might be. 
So being able to put them in a logical order doesn't mean that they're going to be in the easiest order, but they're going to be in the order that makes the most sense. So that's the first thing I do is I, I figure out what my goal is at the top of the list. I put all these ideas down and then I start assigning numbers to them. Now, a long time ago, I was teaching somebody how to do this and they said, give me an example. Can you give me an example? I said, sure. It's really simple. Now, this has nothing to do with business sales, but I'm going to use the example anyway. And this is how most of the time we go through and prioritize the things we have to do, okay? So let's say, for example, Jess, you have this list for Al, okay? Mm -hmm. and, and the list says, uh, first thing he wants to do is, is, is pay bills, because I know how much Al likes money, okay? Now, he might not like to pay, he probably likes to spend it more than likes to pay, but let's just use that. Pay bills is one. And then let's say, uh, watch a movie is a number two. And then let's say dinner with the in-laws is number three. And let's say number four is buy a suit. Does he play golf? No. No, he doesn't play golf. What else does he like to do? That's a great question. He likes to, <laughs> he likes to invest in, in, he likes to invest in stocks and stuff okay, like so that. Let's, let's, yeah. do, let's do a, a stock search, okay? Yeah. That's it. So this is Al's list for the day, okay? And he's got to figure out which thing should I do first. So here's what you do. It's called comparative analysis. It's really quite simple. You just compare each thing to every other thing on the list, and you come up with what's the most important thing. So for example, you'd say, okay, Al, what do you want to do? Do you want to, what, what should you do? What's the most important thing? If I could only do one, would I pay the bills or watch a movie? Well, he's probably going to say, I'd pay the bill because yeah. that's important. Would I pay the bills or have dinner with my in-laws? Now, I don't know your parents very well, so I got to be careful what I say here, right? But most guys would say dinner with the in-laws, that's going to be at the bottom of the list, okay? So I'm going <laughs> to pay the bills. I take the lesser of two evils. Maybe right. that's the way to look at it, okay? I'm going to pay the bills or buy a suit. Well, I can't buy the suit if I don't know how much money I got, so I probably got to pay the bills. I got to pay the bills or do the stock search. Huh? Now, I know how pretty, you know, I was probably going to be like, you know what? I could have more money to pay the bills if I found the right stock. So he might say, I'm going to do the stock search first. Doesn't matter. This one has now been done. It's compared to everything else and it has an order. And then we say, watch a movie or dinner with the in-laws. No contest there. Watch a movie or buy a suit. Well, you know, if I want to watch a movie, I'm going to go to the movie. I probably want to look good doing it. So I'm going to buy a suit first. Watch a movie or do the stock search. Again, it's Al. He's going to stock search. That's done. And then dinner with the in-laws or buy a suit, no contest. Dinner with the in-laws, stock search, probably more fun there. Buy a suit or stock search. Stock search. Mm -hmm. So what we've done now is we've compared every one of the tasks on our list to every other task and put them in an order. And right now, we would say that's the first thing I do. That's the second. That's the third. That's the fourth. And so on. That's a real simple process to go through to help you put things in a priority order. Because when you look at stuff on a list, you got to, I don't know. And what the tendency is for most people is we do the easiest thing first, not necessarily the most important thing. Mm -hmm. I remember teaching this to my wife years ago when I was hanging a lamp, uh, 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 not a lamp, uh, what do you call it? A ceiling fan. And I'm on the ladder with a screwdriver in one hand holding the ceiling fan up. And she walks in and she says, can you come hang this picture for me? And I just look at her from the top of the ladder like, yes, honey, I can, because I'm not doing anything of any importance right now. And the reason that happened was she had given me a list of things to do that day. One of them was hang a picture. One of them was install a, a, a fan. And I chose install the fan first. What really was most important 
important to her was hang a picture. So now when Mrs. Tatum gives me a list, she's already done this. And the thing at the top of the list is the thing I'm supposed to do first. We have agreement. See, that's how it works in our household. (laughs) So that process there is how we can kind of go through and figure out after I've got my brainstorming list, here's all the things I'm going to have to do here, all the tasks that I'm going to have to rely on on my way to achieving my goal, which one's most important. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to take another sheet. I'm going to break it into three columns. I'm going to call this the do. That's the thing that has to get done. That's the specific task. The doer, who's got to do that specific task and the done. When's it going to be done by? Or some people like to call that do also. So the do, the doer, and the do. Okay. What's who's going to do it or what's got to get done? Who's going to do it? And what does it have to be done by? Okay. Why is that important? Because every task on the list doesn't mean you got to do it. Now, do you have any people in on your team, Jess? Yes. Sure. So does that mean that you decide every day who's going to do what? Or do they kind of have the things that they know they're supposed to do anyway? They have the things that they know they're supposed to do anyway. Sure. And if you get up and you make a list in the morning of things you got to do, are there ever any of the things on your list that you say, you know what, who would be really good for this would be Julia. And you give Julia, okay? Or, hey, this would be really good for Al to do and vice versa. So we all need the who's to help us get the things done. When we have that long list of tasks that it's going to take to tackle this goal, to reach this, this, uh, this success for ourselves, remember that number five is we have some who's. So the who can be somebody besides you. That's, that's the point I'm trying to make. So now I've got all of these things that I had on my list and I start putting them in here. Sometimes my name's on it. Sometimes Andy's name's on it. Sometimes Al's name's on it. Whatever the case may be, but I need a date. When does that have to get done by? Now, here's a good secret for you. When you start thinking about your eight W's, remember number seven, which we didn't talk about yet, which is the when. That's the ultimate due date. I want to buy the house by this day. I want to sell the company by that day. I want to be approved to buy a business by this day. Okay, you got to have a date. And when you have that date, what do you do with it? You work backwards. So you take this whole list of all the things that need to be done, and then you start putting due dates on them, all of which will culminate in having achieved the goal that I was after. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm really looking for. Now, most people can go through that exercise and figure most of that out. You might need some other people to kind of look at the list for you. But if you put your list together, put it in order by asking yourself, if I could only do one thing, which one would I do? And then you put this list together with due dates on it. The last piece is take these due dates and transfer them into whatever your personal organization tool is. Do you like to use calendars? Do you like to use a planner? Whatever it is that you use, pop the specific item into your calendar and then just show up every day. And whatever's on the calendar for the day, you put it there, just do it. It's kind of like... The pepperoni principle, that's what I used to call it. You guys have all heard this, how to eat an elephant one bite at a time, okay? Nike coined the phrase, just do it. Whatever shows up on the calendar for you today, just do it. Just do that one thing. And the sum of a lot of little things isn't little. If you do a lot of little things over time, all of a sudden you wind up at the finish line and you go, wow, I got that thing done. Why? Because there was a systematic way of doing it. I ran a book 
recently I'll give to you guys called Atomic Habits. Really, really good book. I love the quote that he gives in pretty much the beginning of the book. And he says this, he says, you don't fall, you don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. Mm -hmm. Let me say that again. You don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. Most people are really good at goal setting. Even fewer people are really good at goal getting but a lot of times they don't get the goal because the system breaks down or they don't have a system to begin with. And everything we're talking about here is systemizing the way you live your life, is systemizing the way you go out and pursue the things that you're looking to pursue. And the second piece of it is it takes the discipline. Once you've got a system, what do you got to do? Well, you got to do number eight. You got to work. You can't just, this is, goes back to the intention thing again. You can't just have intention. You got to have execution. And I got to have the discipline to stick to this step that I'm supposed to take. Whatever showed up on my calendar today, I, I just got to do it. I don't think twice about it. It just becomes habit. If you've never read this book, I would highly recommend it. If you're interested in being able to just make tiny changes and get really big results out of your life, this would be a good tool for you to use it. So just think about it. Intention versus execution. Thinking about it is one thing. Doing something about it is another. And if every day you'll show up and work your plan, then you can achieve those goals that you set out for 2023. It's amazing. It's great stuff, JT. I mean, so obviously you could have really good intentions at the beginning of the year or even at the end of the year and you've set your goals. What do you do when you stumble, when you... Mm -hmm. What do you do when you realize that you got a, you made too big of a goal? I want to be Eddie Van Halen in a week. I mean, you know, that's not going to happen. So, what do you, you know, what what's your advice when you have to like kind of redo the goals, or how do you do yes. that? It's it's a good question. So the first piece is let's go all the way back to the beginning and say when I write out the goal and I come up with the why. One of the litmus tests in there when you write the goal is is it really is it your goal? And you guys have all heard this acronym before. Is it a SMART goal? Do you remember what the SMART stands for? Specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time, time sensitive, time bound. So is it realistic to think I'm going to become Eddie Van Halen in a week? Well, no. So I failed in the beginning start of the process by setting a goal that was unattainable. But let's put that aside for a second. Let's say it actually is an attainable goal. But you get sidetracked. Life happens. Circumstances beyond your control take place. Look, you could have said, hey, you know what? I want to become the mayor of the city in, in, that I live in. And part of my tasks is I'm going to go out and shake hands with people four days a week, every single week for an entire year. And then COVID happens. Okay, that's out of your control. You couldn't do anything for that. Does that mean you should give up on the goal of becoming mayor? No. Then you started having virtual handshakes and you did this. So you adjust the game plan. I'm a big fan of adjusting the plan more than I am of adjusting the goal. That's me personally. Doesn't mean I don't have to adjust the goals because I can tend to be a little oh, what's the word, over uh, enthusiastic about things, okay? Oh, I could get that done. And my wife goes, you're out of your mind. You try and do too many things at one time. And for 38 years, she's been right. Actually, I celebrate my my anniversary on uh, December 15th, while this, this week while we're recording this. And uh, I've got a really big surprise for her. And one of those things is that I'm committing to her that I'm going to pull things off the calendar. If I gave her nothing else for her anniversary, she will be absolutely thrilled now. Can I actually follow through on that, Andy? That's the real question, right? And that's really your question. Like when you set goals, 
and you get sidetracked, what do you do? Just get back on the horse. You're going to fall down. You're going to have things happen that are outside of your control. That's okay. Take a deep breath, shake it off, go back at it again. And can you adjust the goal ultimately? The answer is yes. Whose goal is it? It's your goal. And if you get into it certain uh, a certain amount of uh, distance and then you decide, you know what? This isn't really as important to me anymore. I'll give you, a, a, this is a, <laughs> for years, I always wanted, I always wanted to have a, a, a vet. I was, uh, I dreamt about it my entire professional career. I'm going to have a midnight blue Corvette with saddle interior and a Bose sound system, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I'm 57 years old. I don't have a vet. You know, the reality of it is now, is it really still that important to me as it might've been way back when, why did I want the vet back then? It was probably, there was some ego in there. There was probably some, you know, I always wanted to have a sports car. Now I'm 57. And what I don't want is a sports car that go, oh, that guy's having a midlife crisis. So now the <laughs> label associated with it today is not the same as the label that was associated with it. Then I'm probably scratching that goal because I can, it's my goal. I can do what I want. Right. Exactly. But if you get if you fall off the horse, get back on the horse. You know, yeah. if it's not going the way you want it to, that's okay. Adjust and go back. If you made the decision that I'm going to eat healthy, and then today you went out for dinner for your Christmas party, and you had three pieces of cake, or you know those vanilla wafer banana cake like we had over the weekend, mm-hmm. okay, then tomorrow get back on the horse. Don't eat cake two days in a row. I like that. Don't eat cake two days in a row. That might be a new a new mantra I have. <laughs> I'm wondering in relation to, I I mean, you said sometimes you take on too much. I do too. I know Andy does as well. I'll speak for him. I mean, how, how many goals can one person really tackle at one time? Or like, how do you decide prioritizing between multiple goals, especially when you've got business and personal and life, right? That's right. That's right. Well, you know, it's interesting. We were, I was just talking to some folks over the weekend. And one of the things I said is, you know, I've been doing this only for a couple of years. You guys have been at this a lot longer than me. And um, I was saying to, to, to my wife about goal, get a goal getting for 2023. And I have this whole list of things. Okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to draw this as I talk to you guys. So one of the things that she said to me was you take on too much, which I know is true. And I said, you know what, maybe, maybe for the next year, All I should do is focus most of my efforts on work because right now I'm in, I've started a new company a a few years ago. It's still in basically infancy stages. Okay. Maybe it's in toddler stage now. That's probably a better way to say it. Okay. It's crawling, it's walking, it runs into things, pull stuff off the table, you know, that kind of thing, but we're not running in full stride yet. So the days that I came from before in the corporate world, things were kind of running Without me, the ball was moving. I didn't have to start from scratch, right? So I had room outside of the workplace for me to have these other things that I could pursue, martial arts or painting or or, or saving or learning a language. I don't really have that capacity right now. And just because you say no to something, saying no might be you're saying no. I'm not saying no. I'm just saying not now. It's okay. Okay, because I I got a life I'm going to live and hopefully I'm going to stick around for another 20 or 30, 40 years, whatever it is. So just because I don't do it in 2023 doesn't mean I'm never going to do it. Not now is not the same as no. It's not the same as never. So I use a tool called the best self 
uh, journal. And one of the things in the best self journal has got this wheel and the wheel breaks down into different categories. Okay. So like you got a spiritual category and you got a financial category and you got a career category and you got a, a physical category and you got a mental development, like reading, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And then you got relationship. So these are the different kind of the categories of your life. And that wheel, as Zig Ziglar used to say, is like the wheel of life. And that wheel spins one full circle every 24 hours. So every one of these areas touches the ground. And what it does inside the Best Self Journal is it asks you to kind of rate yourself one to 10 all the way out on these different categories. You put a dot here, you put a dot there, you put a dot there, but then you wind up connecting the dots. And when you look at the wheel, it gives you a really good idea where you might be out of balance. And so you say, you know what? I'm just going to set one or two goals and I'm doing pretty good here. I'm not going to, I'm not going to mess with that. I don't have to have a goal in every category. I don't have to have 20 goals in every category. The reality is most people going into a new year, if you had three to five things you were going to try and tackle this year, that's probably a lot. I remember when I first started doing this back in 1994, 1995, after going through Zig Ziglar's training, I came back and I was full of energy. And I thought, I'm going to have goals and all these things. And I gave them to a friend of mine named Ray. And he went, you're out of your mind. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. And he started Xing things off. Now, a lot of them were business goals and he was writing the checks at the time. So he could certainly say, you can't do all those things. But what he was saying to me is, I appreciate your vigor. But the reality is you only have so much bandwidth. You can't get all those things done. So to answer your question in short form, Jess, it's probably three to five, half a dozen, and you're probably pretty good. Hmm. Yeah. And I know, I think that's super helpful because I know a lot of people struggle with it. And for our listeners, if they're thinking about buying a business or selling a business, that's a major goal to get through in the year. Just to add even two, three more on top of it, it's a lot. Well, and you know, you, when somebody goes into the selling or the buying of a business part, yeah, I know I say to our team, hey, listen, when you're doing this, once we get into due diligence or you're preparing for due diligence, you're going to have your full-time job running your business. You're going to have your other full-time job over here, which is preparing your sale. And that that you're 100% right. So imagine my goal this year is to sell my business, take a trip to Acapulco, climb Mount Everest, and you know, learn how to drive a race car. Probably not getting all those things done. Get the business prepared for sale first. And then after you do that, like Al, you know, you get the right stocks, you can go buy the race, uh, climb Mount Everest, buy the race car, whatever I was going to do. Yeah, whatever those things were. <laughs> you got to hook up with the who, you know, to get all that stuff That's done true. as well. And there's going to be a lot of ways if you go to sell your business in 2023. And if you're going to sell your business in 2023, you better get that goal going soon. That's right. That's right. And if you need help, contact a local Transworld business advisor, okay? Because they can walk you through what those steps are going to be. Shameless plug at the end. Yeah, there you go. Hey, we sponsor the podcast, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But as always, it's a pleasure being with you guys. And, you know, if anybody ever has any questions on how to get more details on the goal, getting philosophy, uh, JT Tatum at tworld.com. That's J double T A T E M at tworld.com or reach me at 864 315 8998. And he will put you in touch with the right people to help you because he's not going to help him help you himself. No, <laughs> he's not going to 
<laughs> Unless you want to sell your business, then he's going to help you. That's right. That's the one thing he's going to focus on next year. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, good well, stuff. This is always super invaluable. Um, like just great core core strategic direction and messaging, JT, that you provide our listeners. I do want to encourage you said at the top um, that we should link to the last three years, and I I will link to those in the show notes. So if this is the first time you're hearing JT, go back listen to 21, 22, and 23. And these three episodes layered together will really kick off your year on the right foot. And I did get a copy of Atomic Habits as a gift and I need to uh, finish it. So I got it on my desk. It's on my desk. Good stuff. Well, appreciate you guys. Let me help kick off 2023 for the listeners. And as always, um, just proud to be a member of the TBA team, Transworld Business Advisors. You guys started it out. I'm just grateful to be standing on the shoulder of giants and uh, best wish. Yeah, we are excited. So excited to start off the year again with you. Uh, And thank you for all you do at Transworld. Uh, You're just amazing. Thank you, JT, for coming on today. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Jess. Thanks, JT. Hey, Andy, do you know what time it is? It's time for our deal of the week. Deal of the week. Sold. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It is Deal of the Week, and we have the Mike Shea with us from Transworld Business Advisors of just, let's just call it the middle of Florida. So he is all (laughs) over the place. Yeah. And uh, you had a good deal. I mean, you've had many deals this year, but let's talk about one. Yeah. So this one was, you know, the, the, the joke, I live in the middle. So I live in the middle of the state. And one of the first listings I got was a franchise. Um a business that was doing garage flooring, epoxy flooring, and organization. And in Florida, we don't have basements generally. Um, so the guy who owned it was um, an expat, and he 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 was doing well every year, increasing revenue twofold, right? Um, and you know, through COVID, I connected. We had this influx of Canadians. And there was this couple out of Saskatchewan that had called me and took them a while to sell their property. They showed up in my office and we were joking. I said, well, it's good that you're here. I literally know what you're going to buy, Um, but we can go through the process of kicking some tires, but I think you're going to circle back and are like, hey, let's not circle. Let's not, you know, go out and tire kick. Let's just pull the trigger. Show me the business. They loved it. Both were Canadians. Um, got along really, really well. And it was like, it was lockstep. It was Lisa Khan on the change of status, uh, Matt Bell on the due diligence, um, got him in my BNI group right away and they are killing it. Now they've hired two employees and have started, the previous owner wasn't doing a bunch of garage, uh, organization stuff. He just didn't want to, this guy used to be a cabinet maker. So he took to that, like a duck to water and the, the business has exploded. So it's so good to help people um, find the right fit and get their kids settled in and, and uh, in beautiful, sunny Florida. So that was a great deal. We sold it for 238. It was listed at 250, all cash deal, done and dusted. How much was making at the time? 135,000. Good deal. Yeah. So less than, it was a two time deal, less than two times. Less than two now- times. Um, They'd obviously watched some podcasts and knew how to do valuation. Uh, that was it. They, they had read ebooks that we had given them. They'd watched podcasts. Um, that was one thing that made it simple for them and for the sellers. They were educated on the process beforehand through our resources. 
There you go. You can't make a much better uh, testimonial than that. So, Mike, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, the cell phone is always best, 321-287-0349. Excellent. Great deal. Good people. Thank you. Have a good one. Hey, Jessica, you know what time it is? Money time? Almost. It's time for Listing of the Week. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It is Listing of the Week, and I have Matt Nicoletti with me talking about a medical industry business, which is very popular. We do a lot of medical businesses, and this is a medical-related businesses in the hearing aid industry. Correct. Correct. Yep. I have a hearing aid clinic in Indian River County. Uh, it's been open for almost 30 years total now. Uh, owner does pretty well for himself, about $167,000 in discretionary earnings. We're asking uh, $475,000. Yeah, even with the changes in the new hearing aid uh, laws, uh, we still feel, and he still feels, that people are going to seek out professional Absolutely. help to get fitted, yep. and it really is a yep. science. This year, actually, by the end of this year, he'll have uh, beat last year and the previous year's numbers. There you so go. Business so is still growing. Still growing, and it's a growing area of the it state is. as well. And and certainly people are getting older and needing hearing aids. So. All right. So, Matt, what's the best way to get in touch with you if somebody wants to learn more? Best way in touch would be my email, mnicoletti at tworld.com or my phone number, 860-882-7228. All right. Nice listing. Good job, Matt. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into the show today. If you like the podcast, share it with your friends on social media. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app. If you have questions, would like to appear, or have suggestions for topics for the show, get in contact with us through our website, thedealboardpodcast.com. Mom, Dad, you should shop Amazon for back to school and save some money. See, I'm currently obsessed with superheroes and need all the superhero stuff. Superhero lunchbox, superhero backpack. But next year, it'll be something else. Maybe dinosaurs? I don't know. I'm not a fortune teller. But I can tell you not to spend a fortune and shop low prices for school on Amazon. Okay, good chat. Amazon. Spend less, smile more. Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule, so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.